Hey everyone, thank you so much for supporting the show. In the Pits is proud to announce that our first merch items are now available for pre-order. We have two different tech tees, which we are selling in partnership with Compete. One is the solid metal pattern you see on the show, and the other is a black to metal fade, and both feature the In the Pits logo. These are my first ever merch items, so I wanted to give first backers and supporters of the show something a little extra. Every shirt made in this first run will be individually numbered, and there will only be a total of 50 made. Whether that split is 40 fade and 10 solid, or 25 of each, there will only be 50 total. So message in the pits on Facebook or Instagram to get your pre-order in and lock in your first backer status. Your orders help the show to keep doing awesome things, like sponsoring $100 from Move of the Day at the X-Factor Paintball Series. Shout out to Cruz Reynolds, who won with a clutch 1v3 in overtime to make the finals, and the kid's only 12 years old. Orders will be accepted through Friday, September 30th. Once again, I appreciate all of the love I've gotten for this show through these last three months, and it's been awesome to give this platform to so many deserving individuals in the Texas paintball scene. Thank you all, and enjoy the show. In the Pits is partnered with Get That Shot. Get That Shot provides both photo and video coverage to teams and individuals competing at the upcoming USXBL Championships. Is your team needing media coverage? Spots are filling up fast, so message getdad underscore shot on Facebook or Instagram for more details. In the Pits is partnered with Paintball Kumite. Paintball Kumite is a program designed by Colt Roberts of professional team San Antonio X-Factor to take paintball players of all ages, experience levels, and skill groups and mold them into champions. The program breaks the game down into small, easy-to-learn sessions designed to help you master the fundamentals so that you can elevate your game. Newcomers to the program get a free one-hour introductory class when mentioning In the Pits. To sign up for a class, message at paintballkumite on Instagram. In the Pits is partnered with Compete. Compete is a Texas-based brand by Jell Stewart of professional team AC Diesel that provides custom jerseys, pants, headbands, straps, tech shirts, and any other soft goods to help individuals and teams compete at the highest level. Support Texas Paintball and message Compete on Facebook or Instagram and mention In The Pits Podcast for 10% off your entire order. Welcome everyone to episode 15 of In The Pits Paintball Podcast. This podcast is focused on everything that has to do with the paintball scene in Texas, from professional players and teams to new divisional programs, local tournament series, field owners, Texas-based brands, even photographers and videographers. Every week, we'll have a short and sweet episode with a new topic and a new special guest. I'm Christian Smith. I'm a player for the Texas Titans. In this episode, we are going in the pits with Jason Bonner, owner and player for Greed. Jason, how are you doing this evening? I'm good. How are you? Doing good, man. Uh, It's going to be a great episode. Y'all are a huge part of the scene. Uh, Sometimes we are. Sometimes we, you know... Kind of dip on out a little early when we we don't play well real well. So you know, well, ha- uh, more often than not, y'all are pretty deep, especially this year. Especially this uh, year, it's it's been probably like five or six seasons worth now. I, I don't know what what the turning point was, but I mean, I keep a spreadsheet of all the tournaments I played, and then somewhere in there, I got interested in like the money we was winning. So I mean. We've had some pretty good seasons here these past four or five years, so it's it's definitely been a good time. Yeah, I mean, just looking at your background, evidence is definitely there. <laughs> yeah, I had to clean it up a little bit. Had to had to pull some banners down and put some other ones up just to throw the the flex out there a little bit. Mm-hmm. Well, it's looking good. Well, so, well, hot. 
We'll hide that that silver one right there. <laughs> thanks, thanks to you. <laughs> uh, my pleasure, for sure. All right, so Jason, uh, for those listening that maybe don't know all that much about you, uh, how long have you been involved in the Texas paintball scene? Um, I had to get help earlier from the guy that got me started, and I couldn't remember if it was '01 or '02, but we both kind of settled on 2001. Uh, he had been playing. I've known this guy since we were in the kindergarten, and he had been playing since he was a sophomore in high school. And so, uh, yeah, I started with my friend Jason Curtis, and it's been, I, I think I eclipsed playing with them within about two years and started playing tournaments. So it's definitely been a long, long time. Well, uh, in 2001, I was five years old. So that tells everybody else how long yeah. uh, Jason's been playing. It's been quite a in long time. In 2001, I was, I think I was 18. I graduated high school and I was 16 in 2000. So yeah, I was 17, 18, somewhere in there. Yep. So just over 20 years now. It's a good long time. So uh, Jason, what teams have you played for over the years? Um, My first team I started with a couple guys at the local field was called Tunnel Vision. And then... I think within a couple of years, uh, the idea for Greed had kind of come into my head. So the first time we played a tournament with Greed was 05, and that went for a while, like, I don't know, up till 2001, let's see, till about 2016. So I had played with other, you know, teams like once or twice or so. I played with uh, Shockwave at Cup one year, and Played with some friends in Mississippi and Arkansas, but in 16, uh, Vance Wampler, uh, he passed away when COVID hit. Uh, him and some of his friends had started Dallas Dominators, which some people might remember. And we played uh, the AXBL, which turned into the USXBL. That was the last season for that. And uh, played like three of, three of the four events with them, and we also played NXL at uh, Texas Motor Speedway um, had a pretty good showing and then uh, decided to part ways with them and kind of come back to focus in on greed and it's been that ever since I get on with friends teams here and there you know uh, beer cats down in at LEX they're kind of spread out like we are they they're from Alabama Mississippi but um, it's mainly been just greed for like I said, since 2005. And that's, you know, three-man to five-man. We played seven-man once. We played 10-man this year. So, you know, it's been been up and down. Yeah, well, I think as long as I've uh, known about you, it's pretty much just been under the greed or the avarice uh, banner. Yeah, um, yeah, I did the avarice thing. Uh, that was actually some friends of mine from Alabama that had used that name, uh, I think in like 2010 in the PSP. And we had talked about uh, doing a, like a second line, like a D4 line. And I, I was just like, I'm just going to snatch that. You know, it's a synonym for greed. It's it's kind of catchy, you know. Uh, we actually used it at uh, USXBL in 19, because that's the year we had started playing Premier. And so uh, we did terrible. So we we were, most of us were still D4. So I'm like, let's just play D4 at the last one. And we used that. And it was funny because I think Clint Johnson was like a team liaison thing and he could not figure out who the team was. And when somebody 
finally told him, well, it's a synonym for greed. It's probably those guys. He's like, yeah, you're, you're definitely right. So we kind of threw, threw everybody for a loop on that one. And it just kind of was something we used from then on. I think we played Bunker Fest last year under Avarice. So, um, that was, that was the mess with Matt Hodges. He was afraid, uh, we were coming. And so I threw that up and when he realized he, he had a good laugh about it. Yep. And, uh, did y'all also play under Avarice for, uh, the classic events this year as well? Well, so we just use that for the five man. Are uh, you talking about Pittsburgh? Yeah. I just yep. use that for, cause you can, you know, you can't, you can't register the same team twice at the same event kind of thing. So it was just easy that way. Plus we had done those cool camo jerseys, which didn't blend in for shit, but they look good. <laughs> so we use, we use the average name for that. Yeah. It's, it, it was cool to bring, bring up a second team and that's what we kind of went with, you know? Oh man. So, uh, you talked a little bit about it, but, uh, tell me more, like get into more details about the origin story of greed. Well, so, like I said, I had I had started that first team with a couple of local guys, and um, they they were older than me. And I think that I was kind of wanting to start playing with some people more my age. And I'm talking about, by talking about older. I'm talking about one guy was like 48, and the other one was probably probably mid to late thir- 20s or mm-hmm. early 30s or something like that. So it it kind of just the name kind of just started as an idea. And then I had a friend I had met through PB Nation that lived probably an hour and a half away in Shreveport and he and I and another friend were going to, we're going to start playing three man under it, but that kind of fizzled out after just like one get together at my local field. And so somewhere in there, my cousin Cody and our friend Colby, they had started coming out to the, the local field here and we had talked about playing tournaments and that's kind of where everything started there. Cody played just a couple events and quit. And then Colby hung around for, for the whole year, and we picked up uh, another guy that stuck with me for probably three years after that. And ironically enough, I've talked him into kind of coming out of retirement because he, he, he started enjoying, like, long-distance bike riding more than anything. And so I've talked him into coming out and playing the D5 uh, division at this last year for XBL coming up. So it's all kind of come around full circle. But we just, you know, where I was, I'm a, I live in Texarkana, and that's far northeast Texas. And so at the time, it wasn't really, I don't know, I, I wasn't interested in driving out to Dallas for some reason. So I floated around Louisiana, Arkansas, Oklahoma, and uh, met people and, you know, played a lot of paintball with them. Probably not a lot of tournaments, but it was all a lot of three-man and things like that. And then, you know, slowly progressed to five-man. And there's been probably three or four different groups of us to keep the team going for so long. Um, I think I am, I, and like I said, I keep a spreadsheet of tournaments and I went through and, and listed out everybody that I had played with on the team. And I think I got up somewhere like 140 something people, but you know, across like 17 and a half years, that's really not that, that many compared to some teams that only been around for four or five and they probably had the same. So, um, but yeah, it's it's been, you know, it's been a journey, it's been fun, been aggravating, just about everything you can think about in running a, a paintball team, you know. But um, it's what I like to do, so kind of keeps me going. Yeah, I bet. I mean, I know a little bit about that. Uh, I think when I checked your APPA, like 
most of your guys at around like 10, 20 events or so, at least with specifically <laughs> with greed or with avarice. And then when I checked your name, it was like in the mid or high sixties or something like yeah, that. So yeah, that yeah. tells anybody how I, I think I have missed that name. I think I have missed one or two tournaments that we entered with the, the greed name. And then obviously, uh, when we started the avarice thing, uh, I didn't play on, on that with those guys. Um, just as trying to coach them more than trying to coach them up to playing with the rest of us rather than try to be in the mix and, and not letting them learn, I guess. But, uh, yeah, I, I try to be involved in everything just because I feel like, I feel like it, it's kind of not the same. And I know these guys could probably do it without me, but I just like being in it. You know, it's something that I've had for this long and I want to keep being part of it. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it, uh, every time we, you know, are playing against Avarice or y'all are at events, like even if you're not playing as kind of like that D3 player on the D4 line, you're still out there with the hat and the clipboard, uh, mm -hmm. still supporting the rest of your guys. So uh, you've been in the Texas scene for over 20 years at this point. Uh, what are some things kind of riding those waves up and down that you've noticed that have changed over the years, either for better or for worse? Well, uh, like like I said in your script, I was trying to write some notes down. I remember, and when I got to that question, I, I really it's kind of blank because I mean, when you when you stay in something long enough, you kind of it's either you know you evolve or you go extinct kind of thing. And so it, it dawned on me today. One thing I miss is grass fields. Like, don't get me wrong, turf is awesome. It's always there, rain or shine, but. Um, like the field I go to in Shreveport every once in a while, uh, which is which kind of like the place we went to all the time, off limits paintball, there's strictly grass. And when I get out there, it's kind of like I kind of miss that, you know. And I think along with that, I kind of miss having an actual national event on grass here. Like I get that they picked probably the worst time of the year when they did it, and that's why it got ran out. But those are probably two of the, the biggest things I miss, you know for better or for worse of it. Yep. Definitely. Uh, nothing like playing on a uh, great grass field, like looking at um, even Philly this year, like last year is pretty much just NXL Farmville, mm -hmm. but now yeah. it's uh they've, they've got a great field up there. And then same thing with Chicago. Chicago is always nice. Um, you know, and I've, I've played a few NXL Dallas events back when it was still at the racetrack uh, yes. and mud fest every year. Uh, no, the first year was great. And that's like a theme for it, right? Like the first year for a national event in Texas was always kind of like, mm -hmm. great, no problems, no holdups. The first year though, I do remember that storm coming through and like wiping out one of the fields almost. They, the refs dropped bunkers quick and, and it rolled over and we were done. I was like, we can go back and play. And they're like, no, nah, we're done. But, uh, yeah, as, as they keep running the events here year after year, it seemed like it kept getting worse until they moved to a new venue. But I do that. I do miss that a lot because I don't know. It's cool to practice on it all the time, but go play an event on it. It, it changes. It makes it a little better, you know. Definitely. It it is a uh, you know I th I think turf makes it a little bit more of a consistent uh, experience, but yeah, you know, grass grass is great. Uh, real quick, we've got a whole lot of people watching in the chat. I'm counting 35 people in the chat right now. So y'all, uh, welcome everyone. Um, if you have something that you want to ask Jason, uh, we're going to get questions from the chat toward the end of the show. 
So if you have something you want to ask, go ahead type it in the chat now. We'll get to it towards the end. Uh, is so, this your biggest biggest chat so far? Uh, is probably biggest or second biggest. I think Alex Martinez uh, got into the 40s. Oh, yeah. But, you know, yeah, Al- that, Alex is a whole, whole other beast. Yeah, respect. Respect to that. I tried. I tried to advertise for it. So, mm-hmm. Oh, you've done we'll a good job. What we end up with. <laughs> All right. So uh, your team program with Greed and Avarice, uh, y'all share a lot of posts for Huskies. Either for like you know Texas Husky Rescue, Husky House, uh, y'all share all those posts, and you do a lot to try and raise money and support for those organizations. I think like earlier this year, you did like a one of those birthday fundraiser things on Facebook yeah, for yeah, them. Yeah, I, uh, I did. So tell me more about the connections between Greed and Huskies. Well, um, apparently I was gone for a practice one day, and one one come across Facebook that was up for adoption, and it caught my wife's eye, and so. She filled out the adoption paperwork, and when I got back, I was, she told me about it, and I was like, "Well, okay, you know, you know, it is what it is, right?" And so the next thing I know, we're driving to Grapevine, and we're bringing this this crazy ass husky puppy home, and it's kind of been it's kind of been that ever since. They're they're kind of they're a really fun breed. Um, my wife is pretty passionate about animal rescue and and things like that, and so I. So I tell her you got to quit looking at this stuff sometimes because it, it it gets to be kind of rough, you know. But uh, we we adopted Bandit through Texas Husky Rescue, and there's there's breed specific rescues out there all across the country. So if you're any, looking for anything specific, you don't always have to go to a breeder. But uh, Smokey come come to us locally. He was in a bad situation, so we we took him on, and then Frog was here locally as well. And we we took her more as a foster, but she kind of just fit in, so she never left. So we have ban- a bandit, a smoky, and a frog. And uh, I don't know. We we did uh, we did a little throw together um, at the last AXBL when it changed to USXBL called Bandit's Buddies, and I had some shirts done with Bandit's face on the front. And so I think when we had redone the green jersey the next uh, year. I thought, well, hell, let's just put it on there for something fun because, I mean, kind of like cross-posting things, you know, cross-advertising and getting stuff out there, you know, it it it, it always helps. So um, we did that, and then as we got more dogs, I kept putting them on the front, and then it's just kind of something funny, you know, and it, it, it grabs attention, you know, and you see people with their kids at the events, and they'll, oh, look at the Husky, you know. So it's just an attention grabber at this point, you know. We, we tried it. My wife's the admin on the, the greed page, so she shares stuff every once in a while, and we try to we try to help, you know, advertise things, raising money and, and stuff like that, because you know, it, it it's not always a, 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 a there's always there's never enough money to help some of these because I mean the vet bills on some of them get absolutely crazy, you know, but uh, we try we, we're. We do a little bit here and there, and like you said, I do the do the birthday posts usually, and I hound the hell out of all my friends because I see what they spend on other things. I'm like, go throw twenty dollars at that, you know. So this year was probably the biggest with, I think it was like two thousand dollars worth or twenty five hundred or something. So that was pretty cool. I remember you had like a kind of a huge goal, and you like blew past it absolutely. Yeah, I kept, I just kept bumping it up. Every time we get within five hundred, I'd bump it up another five, <laughs> and so I, I got to like. 
2000 and it kind of slowed down and I still went ahead and bumped it up 500. I think my parents ended up cutting me a check for the, the last five. And I was like, I think I've done tapped everybody out across the month. So we'll just cut mm-hmm. it off there, you know, but, uh, you know, we try to do a little bit. It's not, you know, it doesn't take any effort to do something like that, you know, just clicking a few buttons, but yeah, for sure. I mean, it's cool to see, uh, y'all kind of using your, uh, platform to do something like that for a good cause. I don't yeah. see a lot of other organizations really doing stuff like that, except for maybe the, would, maybe the Cyclones. I would like to do something like a random draw of three man or something and just have everybody pay in something cheap and then maybe get some prizes donated and donate the rest. Because I think that was one thing I did with those shirts that we did in 16 was I had everybody pay enough to cover the shirt and maybe like 10 or 20 bucks. And then I took what would have been the profit and I ended up donating it all to what we had gotten to the TXHR, and I think it was probably like two, two fifty something. I mean, it's a little bit, but you know, every little bit helps. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's it's not all that hard to set up. Like I remember um, back right after I graduated from University of Texas, we were trying to do like a kind of a charity event where um, entry would be like kind of thirty, like you know, canned food items, and then just kind of donated all to the the food bank in Austin. Uh, right. And granted, you know, while we were in the middle of that planning phase, COVID came in and shut everything down. But mm-hmm. it's not too difficult to uh, plan something like that. And it, you know, it can really do a lot for those organizations. Yep. Yep. So, uh, Jason, so your team also uh, plays in a lot of other tournament series throughout the year. And you've done very well in all of them, if not won a bunch of them. So you've played XTPL events, the star series slash frostbite. You played bunker fest. You played the, you know, ICC and Pittsburgh classic. And recently you've done, uh, after the NXL started doing their minor events, you've played both D three, five man. And I think you've won both of those events, uh, up at mm-hmm. giant, correct. And D three, five man back to back. Mm-hmm. And then you also played a D four exit this past year's cup. And then also, you know, not to mention historically over the 20 years, like you played in the, uh, SCPA and the PSP. So, uh, Mm -hmm. let's get some answers. Like which tournament series has been your favorite to play? Uh, let's give like overall over the 20 years, which one has been your favorite and then pick one just within the last two years. From as many years as we've had the team, it's kind of hard to pick because, I mean, we've, we've done well, we've done bad. Um, I think probably playing, and one of them you didn't list was called uh, LAPL, which was a three-man series in Louisiana. And uh, my friend Travis Longmore started that at Fort, uh, Fort Polk down kind of south Louisiana, I think. I don't forgot. We played played that. We ended up winning that series like three of the four seasons that they had had it and actually his team come back to one at the last season. So I thought that was pretty cool since he started it. But, uh, that, that's, that's probably been historically my most favorite one, just because it was just three man, you know, you get out there and you have a good time. And I mean, I want to say probably the second season, I think we won every event that season. And so that's probably my most favorite, even though it's, I mean, it's three man, it's kind of cheesy, but, mm. um, I like I, that, and um, SCPA was cool. We we did 
both seasons of that when they had it because those were for the team I had at the time, the people running it were our friends and we were supporting them, you know, and that, that was kind of cool. Um, I think the, the team actually, we, we got our first five man win at the first event, the second year they ran it. So that, that would be another good one. Just, you know, first, anything's are usually probably the most memorable, you know? All right, for sure. How about, uh, within the last two years, basically like, Kind of COVID shut down and forward. Yeah. Yeah. Probably the last two years, I would say, um, the te- that, well, it, it's got to, you got to extend it to 2019 for this, but the mm. Texas Cup, since we've won that three times and, um, we, we won it back to back last, late last year and early this year. And then also probably the, the D3 five man to NXL winning those back to back. That's, those are probably some favorites right there because, Doing anything in unison, is, is, I mean, just look at Dynasty, right? Like, they don't just show up and everybody says, well, they're going to win, right? I mean, it's hard to go and, and win things in a row. And so those things like that, I, I kind of enjoy the most. I was really trying to hope for a third one, third Texas Cup, but having to go to play Pittsburgh and come back and that stuff, it's not easy switching gears, you know? So it's all right. Maybe we can get one more in or the next season if a lot of people don't rank up. Yeah, well, uh, y'all y'all definitely play a lot of events throughout the year. Um, well, we we don't play NXL religiously, so <laughs> that saves a lot of money, right? Because like, like we were talking before the show, I think we had probably $8,000 tied up in World Cup alone last year without flights and without food. So, you know, if you're looking to play a full NXL season, you better be ready to break some bread, you know? But... Since we don't do that, we we can practice all the time. We can play just about any event we want without having to break the bank. I mean, even though some of them do break the bank, we you know we can afford it because we're not trying to save a thousand dollars to go play an NXL event. So yeah, I mean we're kind of breaking down uh, for the Titans. We're doing our budget because we're going to World Cup this year, kind of our last event before we all rank up mm-hmm. and. You know, we're probably yeah. putting aside like twelve hundred dollars a person, something like that. You we're gonna go play D four X ball. Yep. Uh, so um, you know, we've talked about all the, your favorite events and event series to play, but what has been your favorite kind of single moment in your career so far? Uh, you threw that one on me. Oh, I don't know, dude. There's so many. I kind of wish the favorite moment would have been last year getting the, that point against y'all, but uh, Hard Hat Bobby had a different different decision for that one. Well, that would uh, be my answer for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I uh, that that would have been the one because because so uh, for that event that was Britain's last event with us because he's in the Air Force and he flies a B fifty two, so mm-hmm. they were moving him from uh, Barksdale in Shreveport, Bossier, up to whatever it is and. North Dakota, Nebraska, uh, yeah, whatever it is up there. I yep. can't even remember. Minot, Minot, there you go. And so um, in the back of my mind, we were playing well, and I thought, well, there's no, it's not impossible we win, so regardless of what happens, we're going to give the MVP to, to Britain just because the dude always plays lights out, and, you know, this is this is it for a while. And then, you know, after that, that whole thing happened, I was sitting there thinking, shit, 
this was like the one and only time I'd probably ever get a damn MVP here if the point had been good, you know. But uh, I don't know. I think just as a basic answer, though, favorite moment is any time we go through the event, we play team paintball, you know, all all the P's and Q's and dotting the I's and crossing the T's line up, that's probably favorite time ever, you know, because... I mean, we put in as much as work as we do. Um, for me, the wins only last till Wednesday. After that, it doesn't matter anymore. But uh, when we when we play good paintball, that's that's my favorite favorite point in playing tournaments ever. You know. Yeah, I mean that that kind of makes me think of the first USXBL event this year, where it was Titans and Avarice in the finals, and you know, the first point went the full 12 minutes and then yep. the overtime point went the full five minutes and then it went down to one-on-ones. Uh, yep. That was yep. kind of like a most evenly matched single, uh, you know, single match that I've ever seen. I I don't think I've ever seen like a full, just first point go the full distance mm-hmm. and then overtime also mm-hmm. go the full distance. Uh, you know, and it, it's crazy because I, I was sitting there thinking about that event. I was talking to the guys because we usually do at some point before the next event, we kind of review it. And I'm sitting there thinking like, why didn't we do this? And why didn't we do that? But I'm sitting in there also thinking, well, you know, when you change one little thing, like somebody making it, like somebody going to bunker out uh, Strickland, you know, because he was in an easy spot to kind of get to had anybody just played down through the snake there. Um, if we get rid of that and we end up getting a point and it saves X amount of time, you guys come back and get another point and maybe get another point. So, Kind of just got to take things as they are, but that was that was a pretty squared off match right there, you know. Um, hats off to to Taylor. He, which they have they had their own little one on one league. I don't even know how many years ago, probably ten, eleven years ago. And I want to say if they had five events, he probably won two or three of them. And that's when he was probably like twelve. So, I mean, the dude can ball for sure. So hats off to him for winning that one for us. Absolutely. Uh, it was really, really close match. Uh, you know, so kind of moving on from that. Um, so talking about kind of like the preparation that y'all guys uh, do, and I actually have a question in the chat about that as well. So this is from Chad Figs on Twitch. He asks, uh, what does Gree do differently on the field to have the consistency that y'all have had for so long? Uh, well, I got to give a shout out to Spencer. Because Spencer and Landon, mm-hmm. which pro- this probably started probably in like 18, but they're kind of the ones that got us on to playing some zone paintball and stuff. So that's something we always kind of work on, right? And so usually some form of fashion, there's always a group of us at the field every weekend. So, I mean, got there's always we're always practicing, if you want to call it, whether it's just going out and playing or whatever. We're always going through the motions of doing things the right way that are the best that we can. But say for this USXBL coming up, we've already done a double day. We've already done a team meeting over video chat last night. We're doing another double day this weekend. Uh, one of them included a scrimmage with another team. Um, this season, we've been playing each other more so that we can get a really honest practice. Um, and, and and with that, that started kind of I don't know, two, three years ago, we, I just, 
I told everybody that we have to start respecting the shots. If you get bounce, whether it's hard or soft, or if it breaks, obviously you get out when it breaks. But on the bounce shots, too, if you don't have something to lose, you're never really going to gain any off of that. So even at practice, I mean, we're not going out to these practices to win practice, even though Verbs always ask me, did you win practice today? But go out there with intent to learn something, right? So... You know, if our guys are playing through bounces, running through the snake, they didn't learn anything. They didn't learn that they can't make that run that way, you know. We we had a discussion about that last night with one of the players. And, uh, you know, he, he's pretty respectful of the shot, so he gets out, and it's like he didn't have a real good go of getting in the snake. So now we're going to try other things with him. And if you just don't – if you're not respecting that, you're not respecting yourself to, to get better, you know. So that's probably been a big part of it is just playing straight at, at practice, and we've been playing ourselves a lot because our average line is pretty damn good too. And I mean, they mm. at at practices because obviously we don't get to play them at the tournament, and that's a different mindsets and stuff. But at practices, they give the premier line plenty ass whoopings, like like quick, you know. So um, we get a good look out of them. They get good looks out of us, you know. Um, everybody's pretty open about how they feel about game plans and and this shot versus that shot and whether we should put this person here or that. I mean, um, there's definitely a lot of, of opinion in in the group. So nobody can say, well, I didn't know that, you know, because somebody has said it at some point. You know, on that um, kind of approach with y'all playing your D4 line, um, you know, just really focusing on playing each other, at least for, Know, one of the practices uh titans kind of do a similar thing where we just you know we play against our d4 line uh we play against our our d5 line who they've been killing it this year they've got i think a second a first and a fourth or something like that through the first three events yep. and then they also won uh nxl dallas and d5 uh so just all of us kind of playing against each other and there's like even though they may not have the experience level, like the talent is definitely there and yeah. they have some crazy good points. And, you know, we, we all learn from each other all the time. So, yeah. uh, and just the fact that, Hey, they're in your camp so you can get better feedback from each other. Mm-hmm. Um, right. That's a huge thing too. So uh, for kind of those, those teams out there, like if you don't have kind of multiple lines, like if you only have like a D five line, like see if you can get, Another, like, as you rank up, maybe if, you know, you go from D5 to D4, see if you can fill that D5 spot. That way you not only can play against yourselves, you can help those, you know, younger guys to get that experience, but also, like, you're helping yourself at the same time in the long run. Yeah. And we have, you know, we, we're we doing the D5 thing for the two events that fit this year. And I think in 2020 we did it at all three events they had. and. Those guys, those guys were probably more spread out than the, the main crew of us, and so they progressively got better, you know. And one of those guys had played with me for a little while before that, so he was helping do the best he can with that squad. But even you know, here lately we've started having a couple players hang around, and so then when they get past that point, they're just kind of hanging around and start playing points with us, and then they find a place, you know. If they haven't played in a while, or it's guys that you know we've invited back, like I said, I invited Den back to come play. You know, D five, they they can get in the same practice points with us, and they can go out there and kind of stunt on some of those players that don't have 
accessibility to a higher ranked, you know, set of teammates. So it, it definitely it helps both ways, I guess is what I'm trying to get to because you know, we're teaching them and they're giving us honest feedback. So and it's hard to get honest, you know. There's probably some teams you, you you know, in your head you probably don't respect and so you probably won't give them honest feedback just for the sake of not giving them that edge, you know, if you ever have to face them. So we uh, we've had a couple of scrims with uh the ultra guys and it's it's been pretty respectful back and forth and we're doing that again this this weekend so it's kind of looking forward to it yep and just uh one more thing like even with those younger players like they even though they don't have the experience level like they may throw a completely different look that you wouldn't even think to try like they might even though they're young they might just try hey we're gonna go straight 50 off the break and we're gonna make you show us that like hey you're gonna stop it and you know things like that were just like oh i never even thought to try it and they you know they kind of open your mind to all those other possibilities on that field yep yep so uh i wanted to ask one more question before we move on to another topic uh so uh do y'all hire any coaches for practices or events and who who is it that you usually get to help you out we've been pretty blessed to have uh well in in 2020 that's when the boys, the paintball fit boys were playing D2 and then everything kind of shut down. So ranks were preserved pretty well to say, please. So for the first USXBL, we had Trenton Chavez and Colt. And then after that Colt, and then did the D52 thing, but Trenton Chavez stayed with us. And so ever since then, and Trenton actually played with us, I think in 18, if that's right, I can't remember, but, uh, We've we've managed to keep Trent around. He helps us out with the premier stuff. Last year he was helping with the D four line as well, but Tribe got him for this year, and that's fine. Um, but Trenton Trenton coaches us for the most part. Uh, he didn't make it to the third event, so we got Jesse to come help, and uh, that was that was pretty entertaining. But uh, yeah, it's mainly just been Trenton. We had I asked uh, I, had, I had talked to Shorty up in uh, Pittsburgh. And asked him if he would, if I invited him out, if he'd come play with us. I mean, he come out Sunday, um, got in a few, probably a dozen points with us, and that was kind of a treat because he always had something to say about what happened during that point or something we needed to focus on or something like that. So, you know, if any of the teams out there have access to somebody like that, you should definitely, definitely snatch it up because. They've seen more paintball than most of us ever probably will. And so they've always got some good advice, you know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right. So um, kind of looking now towards like your, you know, the current situation with greed and to the future. So y'all within the program, not just greed, but also the average line as well. Y'all have done very well for yourselves in the local tournament scene, more specifically USXBL. Um, you last year or sorry, two years ago in the, in 2020, you won the premier series and last year you won the D four series with, you know, kind of the different names, every event, like, mm-hmm. you know, all the different thorny <laughs> puns and uh, get off, uh, get off Landon Brown's lawn and all that. Um, so this year you're currently, and I think in second place in the premier division, you're just behind Yammer hammers, depending, you know, yep. exactly on the point distribution from event three. So if you can, it doesn't matter who whoever wins is going to win the series. I'm pretty sure it doesn't matter at this point. 
Mm, for sure. So uh, what would that mean for you and your squad if you were able to take the series and premiere this year? Well, last year we missed it by, and I had to go look this up. I thought it was four points, but it was only two and a half points. So basically mm. less than a place. So, and we know one of the events we should have won. So, um, but that's fine. Um, it, it, it would be cool to pick the premiere series back up though. Just kind of some validation, you know, kind of feeling like we belong, you know, in that kind of realm of D3, you know, because like on a regional level versus a national level, it's kind of two different animals. So, um, obviously if, if the division was bigger, you, you'd have a better standing of where you could be nationally, but I don't know. It, it would kind of validate a lot of the, the work and effort we've put in this year because, um, I get I get a lot of people asking how to play with us and things like that, but I don't think some people would enjoy as, as much time as we put into it, you know, because you kind of got to have that desire to want to win. And w when you put in all that effort to match that desire, you win things like championships. So to win it would be pretty cool just to get back up there where we were in 2020. Um, hopefully... Hopefully the, the average guys can pull their series out too. I mean, they started out pretty good and then a couple of injuries and things like that. And you end up kind of slipping down, but I mean, they're not, they're not so far out of it either. So it would, it would be awesome without a doubt if both squads won their, their series or just at least the event, you know, so. for sure. And I mean, tribe's been on fire this year. They've won two yeah. NXL events. They're, uh, in the lead for the local series. I think they've won two USXBLs as well. Yeah. So yeah. it's going to be tough to catch them. Uh, but yeah. that would be cool for uh, y'all's program. Uh, so you've talked a lot about how, you know, Trenton Mason and some of the other uh, PB Fit guys have uh, really been helping y'all out over the last few years as far as coaching goes. But how, uh, what other people or teams or organizations have helped y'all along the way? Um. Just in general, or far yeah, as like yeah, just in general. Um, mostly, you know, mostly our sponsors. So JD and Sarah and the boys, you know, mm -hmm. they. I I think I went out to fit probably in for the first time in like sixteen, and I want to say they probably built it in fifteen. But to see what they started with, and that was awesome in itself. Oh, yeah. If if you if you can go. The heck, if you could stand to go back far enough on the paint, paintball fit page and see what their first field looked like, like that was awesome. And then to have that three times in the back is even more awesome, you know. But uh, they JD's always kind of been there, whatever we needed. Um, Charles Dean with Max, he, he he's, I want to say he was with Social whenever we mm -hmm. won that SCPA event, and he caught all that on video. And he's he's a cool guy to have around because he does you know all our artwork and things like that, and kind of kind of pride our, my, ourselves on having a pretty good looking jersey i think um family and friends you know especially the friends that come out and do all the pit work for us because it's not like we're we, we don't have any rich people on the team that front anything we're all out of our own pocket so i mean usually anybody that comes in pits if they ask they get some man verb why you gotta be talking like that <laughs> Uh, normally y'all, you can kind of offer us either a beer or some, some lunch or some dinner or something, you know, so, mm -hmm. you know, all, all our friends that help with a pit, that's, that's a big part of it. And, and you know, anybody who plays X-Ball knows you can't win without 
at least, at least one person that knows what they're doing in the pit. You know, it used to be Brandy, my wife, and then we got all these dogs, so she can't hold it go anywhere now. But I mean, she used to be pit boss like a son of a gun, doing everything by herself. Um, but yeah, it, probably any of the folks that have ever helped us pit. That's that's probably the main thing because that 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 helps us out a lot. It's definitely a struggle to ask people to come especially on the, the shit weather days. And, hey, we stand here in this one spot and load these pods and wipe me off, you know? But uh, other than that, I I don't know. It's been so long, you know, you lose track of some people. But I give a shout-out to Verb, though. He definitely, he always puts us up on some media for sure. Mm-hmm. Yep, and, I mean, the pits are huge. I think that, um, you know, Great pits will help everybody just play at the top of their game. You know, it's it's something else, not having to worry about having to go, you know, like who's running pods at this point or, mm-hmm. you know, forgetting to wipe someone's pack and suddenly you're getting a minor. Uh, the next point that shouldn't have happened or even a major. Um, but like, you know, bad pits or lack of pits can absolutely lose you points. And, you know, that turns into lost matches. So those, it takes so much more than just the. All, all the all the stuff on the field, but you got to have the structure behind it and the support. Mm-hmm. So shout out to everybody I, that uh, works all of our pits for us. You know, helps us just focus on the game that we all love playing. I just got a text. I was, I'm supposed to thank Rich, huh. even though Rich, Rich is Rich is also a player. I, I got to thank Rich too. He has uh, he he come in earlier this year mainly just to go goof off and play Pittsburgh, and he wanted to go play uh, Mardi Gras and all that stuff, and then kind of split ways as the shut up camp, but. He's been he's been kind of a blessing for sure because he's we kind of get a, we kind of jive with the analytics stuff because I like st- I like stats and things like mm-hmm. that and he's kind of developed a spreadsheet for the stuff at this point I was just doing a spreadsheet but he's got one that does all kinds of conditionals and we get colors and things you know but uh, we kind of get along with that stuff and uh, got a lot of similar opinions on how to play the field and things like that so I will give you credit Rich. Uh, you've been a, you've been a blessing to to our camp for sure. All right, shout out to Rich. Uh, so, <laughs> Jason, looking into the future, so what do y'all have planned for next season? Do you plan on playing more NXL events or Mech events? Uh, do you plan on playing the Bunkerfest series or the Denver Open, or will you primarily just continue to focus around like XTPL and USXBL? Well, it depends on rank, right? So. Mm. We're talking about going to Cup and playing D3 five-man. So if we do well there, I think a handful of us will probably actually rank up to D2. So, really? hmm. um, yeah, well, I mean, when you count the first two USXBL events, and, yeah, you kind of rank up pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. We we had a, a, a meeting, bef- I think it was at the Frostbite last year, in regards to this season. And that was before the whole Russia thing popped off, Russia, Ukraine. And so we we talked about wanting to go play WCPPL. And then when gas shoots up and travel and especially just staying in California is expensive in general, that kind of went out the window. So um, everybody had a pretty good time at uh, the Pittsburgh Open. I, I can foresee us probably going back to that for sure. Um, well, obviously put something in the XTTL stuff, you know, when the, the scheduling permits kind of thing, they do pretty good. But uh, I don't know yet. I don't know what we're going to play. It just depends on what our rankings and stuff are. And, and, you know, 
it, it's hard to plan for the future too when you know this could be somebody's last season right and they could right. be a pivotal part of the team so you don't know you know respect for a lot of guys that that have stuff looming and they finished out the season with you so um i and it's been in the back of my mind that you know divisional teams kind of have like a three or four year just where you just dump like people just dump out right and you just have to go get a whole nother group so i think we've kind of jumped over that but it could happen at any time right you know some something could happen and you could lose a couple of people and so um I don't know. I don't know what we're going to play, honestly. I would like to try to give the WC, WCPPL thing a try. I got a lot of respect for Hinman, and, you know, you hear a lot of people praise his league, so I'd like to go try that. Um, playing a full season in NXL, look, if there's anybody out there that wants to to start as a billionaire and end up a millionaire, I'm down to waste your money, <laughs> but uh, I, I don't know. Like, I, I think it's it's all right just to play your local one, right? And then maybe cup mm-hmm. and, and kind of do that. It kind of, kind of doesn't leave you with the, a whole bad taste in your mouth, just maybe once or twice a year rather than five or six times a year, the way they're running these events now. But, um, uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll just have to wait and see what, what comes out over the, the off season and see if anything else pops up. I wouldn't mind going to Denver though. I've never been to Colorado. Mm-hmm. So rain thing there might be, might be something to do. Yep, and uh, Denver, I think he said that it's going to be true seven-man with uh, just kind of open and amateur divisions only. It's not oh, going to be like be cool. D5 to D2 and all that. Just uh, That's all right. Truly old school. We got one of those two up there, that middle one. That's a seven-man uh-huh. win. So, you know, we we decimated some people that day. That was right after the snowstorm, too. That was kind of funny. All right, so we got one question in the chat. Uh, this is from uh, PK27. That's Pat Rayborn on the Titans. Uh, his question is, uh, thoughts on uh, the USXBL awarding uh, APPA points for Premier? Uh, I kind of wish they could go and take those back for this season. Uh-huh. Seeing how the, the division has gone down, you know, because, I mean, I think mm-hmm. we – we were talking about uh, the the rankings earlier, and I mean there was eight teams at the first one, yep. you know, so and and five at the second one. I can't remember what we had at, at the third one, but I don't know. I kind of wish they could go take those back, but I mean at the same time, maybe it's time for us to move out of regional and do something, mm-hmm. or maybe like Rain Gale or maybe NXL. I don't know, you know, um, but. I don't know. I, I kind of wish they hadn't counted them points. That would help us out a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally get both sides. Like, I do wish that them counting the points, I do wish at the very least they would have told all the Premier teams about it. Cause it, feel, it mm-hmm. felt like it was just a kind of surprise after the fact. Um, not that it would have changed this plan or not, mm-hmm. but I kind of feel like it happened after everybody had paid kind of thing. Right. Because I want to say I was surprised that it was happening because I think in 19 is when they kind of started that uh, the premiere was strictly no points. And even the first event of 19, we got it counted because they didn't get the, I don't know what they were doing, but they didn't apparently get the, oh, or was it just a boo-boo? You might be right, Verb. The, the, 
the one in 19 was definitely a boo-boo. They didn't get the rosters deleted in time, so a lot of people got stuck with that first event. But uh, I don't know. I mean, you go out to go out to WCPPL, and they got a different definition of premier, right? Right. So it's just all based on what we got. There's no D2 teams really in Texas. I mean, unless I mean they've all moved up to semi-pro. So if the idea was to create a D2 division, you kind of got to have some presence there. Right. Yeah. All, you know, it's got to it's got to kind of be existing, uh, and I'm not hating on them for trying to do it, but I don't know, kind of yeah. kind of foobars and things. I mean, you you eventually gonna have to make that transition. So yeah. someone someone in some season is gonna kind of get shafted, but yep, totally totally makes sense that you got to do it eventually. So mm-hmm. um, so Pat, I you said ask your other question. I actually can't find your other question in the chat. Can you put it in again? Uh, oh, uh, so, the HRL. Yeah, yeah, we played. Let me go look at my spreadsheet. We played one of those one time, and it was actually. So there was this guy playing with me out at Funnel and Run at the KMT, and he had uh, he had been diagnosed with melanoma, and so while we were at this HRL, while we were at this HRL, I was trying to get a hold of him because I knew he was down in Houston doing chemo or trial therapy or something, and then I found out that. He was actually in hospice, so that was kind of a memorable moment if you ever wanted one. But uh, three right here, yeah, November of 2010. That's when we were down there. We got mm-hmm. like 10th out of 19, is what I got here. Yep. So, so I there, think there you, I think Rayborn yep. said that he played against y'all at that event. Uh, I, f- uh, I forget what what team he yeah. said he was playing under. Yeah, he probably beat us. I don't know. I had uh, I had some guys that were pretty young with me, so. Uh, like I said, we got 10th out of 19. We didn't do all that great. Gotcha. Uh, so we're getting to the end of our show here. Uh, this is what I ask everybody. Part of it, you mm-hmm. know, is to give other people in Texas shout outs also to kind of let me know who I need to get on the show next. But uh, are there any Texas based teams, players, brands, projects, anybody in Texas that have caught your attention? So if people don't know about them, who does Texas need to know about? If you're looking for somebody to get on, I would, I would have to say Charles Dean of Max Paintball or Max Sportswear because he's been around a, a hot minute. I want to say he's he's been around seven man era, you know. Um, he's he's been around Texas too. I think he he lived in Houston at some point. So, um, mm-hmm. he, and he travels a lot now. He's I think he's like a silver sponsor or something for the NXL. So he he might have some stories there, things he's seen or done, but. Um, he would probably be a good one to get on and and have some conversation with. He does, like I said before, awesome artwork for us. He's been in the media thing. He's worked for Social Paintball at one time. Um, he he actually we hit him up to go with us to Cup last year to coach. I think he, I think we made him bite off more than he could chew because we only gave him like two weekends to practice mm. to come out and practice with us. So he really, it, you know, it's hard to coach guys that you're not around all the time so you don't know like their playing styles their cues their you know how emotional they get or like their temperaments and things like that so i think we kind of just like threw him to the lion's den on that one and, and expected the world you know but he did good he did he did best he could with what he had and you know like i said before we're either we're either on or we're way off so we were kind of kind of trying to get there and just couldn't get it on that event all right 
Yeah, I remember um, back when I was on the Texas Longhorns, we went through social for our jerseys. And so we, you know, we kind of went through him a, bu- a couple of times and that would have been yep. right around or right before he did that event where I think he was either playing or coaching with, I think it was Grit or Grind mm-hmm. or one of those two. Yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah. He was, uh, he was with Grit. So yeah, that was like the name of one of their, their, uh, they're like product guess, lines, right? Their jerseys. Yeah. It's a product, a product yeah. line for like jerseys and pants, I think. And so it kind of worked out. And, and now it's, you know, I think Dallas, hung, Dallas hung around him and that's, probably the squad that was playing semi-pro last year or D2 or something like that. Yeah. They did, they did D2 events yeah. last year. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, he was a part of that when they were playing. So that would be the same year. Actually, that would probably be the year before the year of, and maybe the year after I played with dominators mm. because I can remember, I think they pretty much, I think they won that series, the, the D3 series that, that season, they were, they were pretty damn good. They were hard to beat for sure. Gotcha. Yep. So, uh, yeah, I'll put, uh, Charles Dean on my list. I've got a whole spreadsheet here as well. Speaking of spreadsheets, okay. just kind of keeping track of, uh, all the guests I've had before and kind of what field or what area they're from trying to make sure, you know, I'm not getting a whole bunch of San Antonio all at once or a bunch of <laughs> Dallas kind of trying to spread it out. Cause it's way more than just Dallas and San Antonio oh, yeah. and Austin and Houston. You know, we got players from the Valley. We got players from all over the place we can get in. Um, so, um, let's see. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, have you heard anything about this, uh, new, uh, wasteland field in Houston? What are your thoughts on that? I don't know anything about it. Uh, like I said, I'm from Texas County. It takes, uh, it takes me almost three hours to get to fit. I'm definitely not driving to Houston. That's probably like four hours or something. So, uh, I don't know. I don't know anything about Houston. The last time I was in Houston, I took all their money and I hadn't gone back. (laughs) <laughs> I, th- I think this field is like it's like far north houston it's like in is conroe it? basically is it is this the one that somebody put a uh, maybe suit put up a picture of they got like orange bunkers i think so yeah no. i think they have a carbon yeah. set and they have a nxl okay set. yeah i i did see a picture of that but i don't know anything about it i mean mm-hmm. we, we pretty much just live at fit when we do play um I think we went out, we went out to we ventured out to official again once this year one of the weekends so the second weekend before Pittsburgh just to go run around the woods everybody's got to get their mechanical right. fingers working and run you know learn how to play through trees and stuff and so other than that I mean unless we're traveling traveling somewhere for an event we don't really venture out of out of fit much if I go to Shreveport and play with some friends down there you know get a little practice in there mm-hmm. uh, that's that's about the only field I, I venture to. Right. Uh, those of y'all in the chat, I see Ozzy boy saying I need to have Kyle Hale on my stream. Kyle Hale was actually episode two. So, uh, go yeah. check out episode two where I had him and one of the other tribe guys. Let me see. It was Zach Sears as well. So I had Kyle and Zach on episode two. So go check that episode out. All right, yeah. Jason. So, uh, we're at the end of our show. Thank you so much for your time. Do you have any last shout outs oh. or things you'd like to say before we sign off? Um, I'm going to pull a Sasha and shout out all the wives and significant others because, mm-hmm. You know, like the, like I said, we do, we've been doing double doubles. And so, you know, be gone as early, like six o'clock Saturday morning and come back six, seven o'clock Sunday night. You know, they, they put up with a lot. Um, definitely got to give the wives a shout out and um, all our people that help in the pits, things like that. Um, 
shout out JD and Sarah and Scott and the boys at Fit for all the support they've given. Um, Charles for Jersey stuff. Verb, uh, David or No Souls, uh, Diego, and Laura for or she goes by Almost Falling. All those guys for all their media coverage. You know. Um, you can't go out there and play and take pictures of yourself at the same time, so make sure you pay one of those guys to do it for you. Yeah. Yeah, Paul will be putting in some work, Scotty. You better watch out. Yep, for sure. All right. Uh, so, y'all, thank you so much for tuning in. Be sure to go follow Greed. That's at Greed Paintball on Instagram. It's all one word. Um, what other guests would y'all like to see on the show? I see some of y'all are typing in the chat. Uh, keep them coming. I'm writing all these ones down. Uh, so be sure to leave a comment down below if you're watching this on YouTube. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. Show goes live weekly here on twitch.tv slash in the pits paintball podcast. Recordings are posted to YouTube, Amazon, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify the next day. Sometimes it's on Wednesday, sometimes it's on Thursday. Uh, shout out to my partners and sponsors. Uh, we got FU Athletics, Get That Shot, uh, Colt Roberts with Paintball Kumite, and Jill Stewart with Compete. Um, I actually, for those of y'all that didn't see in the waiting room or some of the posts on Facebook, um, through compete, I now have merchandise available. I've got some tech tees coming. Uh, one of them is just kind of this solid metal pattern that you see right here on the show with the logo on it. The other one's kind of a black to metal fade, uh, that helps me do, uh, other cool things from, you know, through the show. Uh, for example, this, you know, a couple weeks ago, we had the X factor paintball series event, whereas, you know, just street ball style everybody gets teams drafted day of and uh, i offered a hundred dollar bounty for move of the event and we ended up giving it to a 12 year old kid because he pulled off a one-on-three in overtime to put his team into the finals hey, you're uh, going to so, draft that kid now you're going to oh, steal him oh if we <laughs> if we can get us our hands on him he's ours watch <laughs> watch out caesar you better put him under lock and key man all right so y'all uh Thank you again so much for tuning in. See you all next week for episode 16. Uh, I'm going to be posting the schedule for October here pretty soon. So stay tuned. Jason, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. And can I just say that I do more with Facebook than Instagram. Most of my Instagram stuff is me just uh, ripping people's heads off. So if you want more of keeping up with the team, it's over on Facebook. Sorry. I know I'm not super cool for that, but it is what it is. <laughs> I mean, it seems like most of the paintball communities on Facebook over Instagram anyway. Yeah, there you go. All right, y'all. Thank you so much. See you next week. Thank you.